Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today, a podcast the ride 65 million years in the making. Featuring hadrosaurs, gerbils, tarps, the mighty Akron, and a journey to Jurassic Park The Ride with Matt Mazzani. Welcome to Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the world's greatest, and as far as I'm concerned, only theme park podcast. I'm Jason Sheridan, joined, as always, by Mike Carlson. Hello there. And Scott Gardner. Hi, Jason. And uh, we have a guest today, uh, writer-director, you may know him from Funny or Die, Gay of Thrones, WWE, Matt Mazzani is here. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Good. Yeah, how about you? I'm I'm jazzed. I'm so excited to be here. This is, this. I, I love the podcast. It's really fun. I'm not a big... Not the biggest ride head in the world, but I think it's like, <laughs> like I am tickled by how much you guys know and like. I didn't know there was this to know about rides, <laughs> the things you guys know. That's the whole thing is trying to legitimize the theme park nerddom, have people talk about, uh, you know, credits and factoids the way you would about Beatles records or things that are way cooler than this. That is, I have a, a serious question about like ride fandom. Sure. Um, yes. Is there is there things like in you know movies? There's like the auteur theory. Is there like auteur theory for rides? Like these types of rides from certain Imagineers are are. Is, I mean, obviously, like Walt Disney's a big figure, and mm-hmm. that's as far as I know. But is there any like inside? Well, there are big. There are big famous Imagineers that have a lot of like credits that you would know. Like we talk about the guy Tony Baxter a lot. Who like he's the main guy for Star Tours. He's the main guy for the Figment and Figment Ride in Epcot. He's Splash Mountain. He's Indiana Jones. Indiana too. Jones. I mean, so you're talking about this is a heavyweight. Like this guy, you know. Now, yeah. obviously, he. He didn't do this alone because he has to have, there's tons of designers and animators, but he's, you know, the figurehead. So I guess he's probably the closest to an auteur when mm-hmm. you're talking about Imagineers because there's tons of Imagineers that don't have the high profile he does. So Joe Rohde in the recent past has been pretty, like, prominent in the promotional materials, at least for the uh, Avatar uh, experience in Florida or Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So there's people who are like, uh, uh, more, more like upfront in in talking about these rides, and maybe taking leave. But I'm sure all of them would not uh, ascribe the auteur theory because that you uh, a theme park ride made by one person would be a terrible ride. Yeah, uh, it is very much a thing made by committee. Uh, although Baxter and Rody are both guys who um do have a lot of theories about parks. You know, they yeah. will talk all the live long day about theme park theory. <laughs> How dare <laughs> Imagine doing that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Talking for hours at a time. And to park. have the experience to back it up. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. So many people, though, work in Imagineering. I have to imagine that there are people that are bitter 
and be like, well, I gave Joe Rody the idea for the Guardians of the Galaxy to break out of a power plant. Yeah. Like, we, I, that's my idea. Like, there has to be, like, some people that feel like these guys are sort of figureheads and they get all the glory. And Like, the first guy who did a log flume, like, was it was just all flat with no drops. And they're like, mm-hmm. we should just have a sudden drop instead of a slow, slight decline. And there was one guy who figured that out. But he was, his idea was stolen. Oh, God. Probably. We'll never know. But you have to sort of uh, uh, sub- subsume your ideas. Is that a word? You have to, sure. uh, your ideas become part of the, the greater whole. Uh, uh, the, now, but you at uh, at WWE, you were uh, credited on screen for each line and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, plot turn that you came up with, correct? Publicly, it was it was all the wrestlers, and that they they are they are the guys. Uh, you know, we, yeah, we, we, <laughs> oh, because oh, that's right. Because wrestling is not uh, written. No, you of course were, not. Uh, you were a consultant and advice. You were like a, you were a trainer to the wrestlers. Well, well they have words on the screen uh, every once in a while uh, before commercial breaks. Things like up next. I would say up next. <laughs> should we have an ellipsis on the end or no? Like mm-hmm. that's the things I would do. Uh, right. But no, I think much like the amusement park rides, um, um, you know, a, a Sasha Banks, a, a, a professional wrestler. She is she is like the roller coaster that we have to make uh, uh, thrilling and exciting but we only want the fans to enjoy the experience of that not the mm-hmm. not the, the 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 WWE Imagineers right sure so you support <laughs> the uh, yeah in the way that you support the uh, more uh, glamorous star you you just uh, you you support the the ride itself it's about big thunder mountain not the people right. who uh, uh, laid all the uh, tracks on big thunder but mountain. if we were to turn these microphones off who knows what you'd say? Yeah. Oh, I, I'd, have, I'd have some things to say about Big Thunder Mountain. That's exactly. for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't maybe want... uh, you don't get a credit. Like, you know, there's not credits at the end of the rides. But maybe uh, the, the storefront that sells hardtack and bacon is like McGinty's uh, Dry Goods. And uh, the, the Imagineer John McGinty, uh, that's his like, oh, that's my little thing. That's my little credit. There is no I'm sure there's probably been a McGinty at some I point. I thought for a second that that's a real person, John McGinty. Uh, no, but I did see an article recently of like five times Joe Rody has put himself in rides, like, or like uh-huh. where there's Imagineers that like, oh, they clearly his that Alexander Graham Bell looks a little like Joe Rody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. All the glory. People find little sly ways to reference this, reference themselves. Now yeah. you just. Uh, uh, Matt, you just spent a bunch of time in Orlando uh, yeah. f- uh, for wrestling, and you you made it down to Disney World for uh, at least at least a time or two, correct? Yes, I. Well, the big thing is 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 we're always very busy. When we're down in Orlando because we were working on NXT, which is WWE's farm league. So we go to Orlando once a month for TV tapings. Always crazy busy, but one day uh, something happened. The scheduling shifted. We had to move the, the shoot forward a day, so we had a free day, and we went to go to the Animal Kingdom, and I saw Avatar Land, which mm-hmm. is. A big deal for me because I'm a big Avatar head. I love it. Uh, I've always like like anybody else. Like I I I saw it six times in the theaters, never on DVD because for me it's all about going to Pandora and that's what the theater experience was. And so to actually like literally walk around around Pandora and like touch the plants and be told not to touch the plants and then uh, (laughs) do the whole experience, it was great. Pandora is awesome, and I'm very excited for like Star Wars Land. If that's like the proto Star Wars land, it's gonna like Star Wars land is gonna be awesome. Well, let me ask you because I've been to Pandora as well. Um, did you ride on the back of the Mighty Akron? <laughs> uh, so here's the deal. So I I we went there with a, with all all the few of the other riders from WWE, and we all went as like a little group, and we started doing this thing. Me and this other guy Robert, 
where we would go take our fast pass because we ran out of fast pass for that ride, and we would start hitting the fast pass button, and when it turned red, we would just keep walking and not stop. Then that became like a game that we would do where we just skip through fast oh. pass. Oh, um, oh, we got a rule breaker here. Yeah. Oh, boy, <laughs> that's a real you're heel move. Three, that, that is you're not talking a face three move. Rule followers. <laughs> yeah. Disney sets uh, rules in motion, and we, we are all, to listen to them. We all like straightened up and were like yeah. made very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, by I didn't what know who we said. were with. Uh, so, but we were teaching a young guy. It's like if you have confidence, you can pull off anything. Just watch uh-huh. this, and my my buddy would just go ahead. He'd hit it and go red. Like, excuse me, sir. And then like you just keep walking. They're not going to like chase you down and stop you. So mm-hmm. we went to the 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 dragon ride. I don't even know the name of the dragon, which I, I said I'm an avatar head. But oh, Well, you mean the mighty Akronic, <laughs> hey, the Banshee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is the one, it's the area of pop culture where the fans don't know the names <laughs> of the things or the characters. Yeah. I don't think there's a more successful thing where you can't name, like, do you know, like, Sam Worthington's character in the movie? Oh, Jake Sully. Jake Sully. You got Jake, yeah. okay, wait, well, then one, <laughs> one dad, can you name, can you name, uh, three other characters in Avatar? I can name the Hallelujah Mountains. I consider the Hallelujah Mountains a character in... Uh, it's like New York City is uh, is a separate character. Hallelujah Mountains, uh, mm-hmm. there's... Uh, uh, the general guy. The general guy. He's evil. Uh, is his name like Crod? Or is there something else where a general's named Crod? Uh, I don't think it, that is Avatar. I'm it sorry. is like General Thrasher. It is that that type something of thing. on the General Evilton. I gotta say, Jake Sully sounds like his name might as well be Johnny Working Class <laughs> or like Fred Regularman. <laughs> <laughs> the the extended scenes are really great. Uh, uh, which I just watched those. I didn't watch the rest of the movie, but there's like a lot of Jake Sully on Earth stuff where he is he is uh, everyday regular man, you know, wheeling around and getting in bar fights, and it's really good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've, so we've, we've, all, all, I, we've all seen it, right? I've yeah. never seen. We've all seen that. I've never. I've seen scenes. like a little bit of Avatar on a plane once. I've never seen it all the way through, oh, and I missed it in theaters because I was shut uh, his mic off. Someone shut Jason's mic all off. Right. This is offensive to on a big right. Avatar. Lane, that yeah. is certainly yeah, not. That how is it was not. <laughs> I mean, though you are soaring through the sky like a mighty banshee, uh, that's that's I a little acceptable. But so so you, did you have a finish to that story? No, no. So so yeah. So so we we're, we're fast passing through. Uh, me and my buddy got through. They did stop the other two people in our party, so they had to hang back. Good. And then we went up, and we're just, like, crying, laughing, because we're just imagining them waiting in a three-hour line where we're just, like, piping through. And then we go up. We all go all the way to the, the front, and there's a second fast pass line, but yes. there's nobody there, just the guys. And we're like, oh, my God, we're definitely going to get caught because there's, you know, in the crowd, you can kind of get by. And we go there, and I don't know what happened. We do not have the fast pass. We hit the fast pass. They both turn green. Really? And we, and we don't know why it did it or what, but we got through. And then we're laughing even more because we got away with that. A hallelujah mountain miracle. Yeah, Truly. let me ask you. Were you blessed by the Navi shaman of song <laughs> on the river journey on the river. before? And perhaps you got a bit of that Navi luck. A little bit. Because yeah, we did do that first. We did uh, fast pass our way through that, uh, fake fast pass mm-hmm. our way through that. Uh, and that is a beautiful animatronic. She it is. she moves. It's it's really crazy. Uh, she bang. She bang. We've talked. Scott's talked about like weird in joke theme park in jokes he has with his wife. And this is a one I have with my girlfriend. Where all of a sudden I'll just start singing the Navi Shaman of Song song. <laughs> and just be like Anna hey Anna ha Anna hey Anna ha. 
Ah, no. Like, it's just the laziest, uh, you know, generic, beautiful song. You're a musician. You should uh, do a little, like, remix of it. Put it on YouTube (laughs) to the the EDM remix of the the Shaman of Song. Challenge accepted. (laughs) And as we've said before, I am single. So I just have the Shaman of Song song in my Tinder bio. That is just (laughs) my Tinder bio, the Shaman of Song song. Um, uh, wait, you were, you were saying though, uh, oh, the, oh, the sad ending of that is, uh, uh, I am too fat for the rides. They kicked me <laughs> off. <everybody up> there. <laughs> no, <laughs> what? Well, it was, it was strange because it wasn't like my, my belly was, it was like, it, it was a very strange, my legs couldn't fit. Cause I've got kind of big beefy, uh, oh, uh squat I'm legs. Sorry. And they tried to like push my, they, they had this little lock in and I told them, I, I was turning around and said, you can fucking push. You can use your legs and pull. You will not hurt me. Man I will not sue me. you. Get me on this goddamn dragon, or I swear. To, and they were like, well, "I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I'm gonna hurt you." And I was like, "I was oh, so man. upset." Uh, but then we got an extra fast pass, so I did the the river ride twice, which was mm-hmm. which was beautiful not and calming. quite as good of a ride. Uh, no, it's a little. That one was a little spare. Until the uh, the Navi showed up, it's like, what am I even doing here? Like little spinny. Th- it's beautiful and it's nice and it's and it's like on a hot day. It's very air conditioned. But other than that, it's uh, you know, there's one robot. Yeah, I do like anything that floats. Anything that floats, mm-hmm. I think, is a good ride. Sure. This is insanity, though. I'm looking at your calves right now. Those like they're. I would describe them as uh, muscular. Uh, uh, first of all, I think these are in shape. Calves, and you can't fit those into the stirrups of the uh, of the Avatar ride. That's crazy. I mean, it's like this. I it, it, it's a new ride. They should have, uh, uh, you know, the, I, I, I've been to theme parks, and there's a lot of people of size there. <laughs> I thought they would have, like, you know, like thinking ahead, like, well, it's 2017. There's a lot of big people who could. Who want to ride direct? We are in Central Florida. Perhaps yeah. we should allow that not uh, all entirely rail thin people will yeah. be uh, on this attraction. No, nobody wants to trade out their rascal for a dragon more than a large person. <laughs> like, they, they, like we need the, the the dragon rides more than skinny people who can ride on uh, motorcycles and look cool. Their existing body is already a <laughs> tall lith avatar. Yes. <laughs> uh, this, that's. Uh, uh, Something when that park when Pandora first opened, they also got in a little not trouble, but they, there was a lot of complaints that the river ride, neither ride was very like uh, uh, ADA compl- like handicap accessible. Like there are options for them, but there was really only like one or two of like the fleet of boats that could fit like wheelchairs and stuff, which is insane to think about. Because the move, the main character of the movie is a paraplegic, right? <laughs> and they did it like, but I guess as you're spending bil- millions and millions of dollars to open all this thing, like there, there's always something that falls that where they go like, oh my god, we forgot about like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's the thing. Too. I, I feel like they could have. The way that thing was designed, it's like a little bike. Like you don't have to be. I mean, it's like a you know, it's like a a. a, a you straddle it, Yeah, correct? you straddle it, yeah. and yes. it's like, I get you have to be locked in because you're going to be moving around, and it's a safety thing, but it's just like, it wouldn't have taken anything to move those back six inches and then just have the moving attachments do better. I bet if you went back now, they probably figured, like, you probably got some timid cast members who, like, didn't want to hurt you. Yeah, they have they were too scared to... You yeah. were giving them license, but they just saw their job flash before their eyes. Yeah, they said that we had a... The the, the story will always go, oh yeah, we had a 300-pound man crying outside the uh, ride for two hours, so we have to fix this at some point because they're really, <laughs> really getting unpopular. I will say this about Pandora, though. The, yes. the 
the absolute best uh, park food I've ever had. Was it? It the, is good. I agree. The yeah. Cafe. The little bowls. Did you have one of the little bowls? Little bowls with the little like I don't even know what they were. There was like beads of vinegar that were like there. It looked like alien food. It was really great. Yeah, they, they. I don't want to know. I want to just think it's alien food. I just. I would like to imagine. Did what you, if this became like fast food? That is just a type of the way that there's been like a you know big uh, a, a surge in poke around uh, uh, recently. Like if Pandoran food became a typical street food, and that place was the was yeah. the pioneer. That'd be great. I think they could probably reskin like Yoshinoya and just make that <laughs> like Pandora food. Yeah. And I think nobody would be sad. Yeah. Yosha Pandora. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? They rice had, bowls. Places need to do cool rebrandings. I've noticed like Arby's is trying to like hip themselves up and pretend they're like a cool local carvery. Um, some <laughs> made up take on what they are. Go on. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know they're just a cool national carvery. That's the, yeah. the, But they are very cool. Yeah, they're pretty corporate. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, the meats are superb, but um yeah, I'm I'm with you. Let's uh, let's take over the uh yeah, let's let's take over Yoshinoya. They've yeah. been nondescript for too long and uh, seemingly uh, diarrhea-inducing for too long. Um, and I, I would eat that diarrhea food if it was like, if you go in, there's like a Navi holding the bowl and like the whole thing. And, oh. and, they, and they say, I see you. Yeah. Which is their famous phrase that we all know in the movie. <laughs> and they hear your order. That'll be the thing when you leave. They go, I see you. Again soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, well, uh, you know, it's a shame that there are some issues with, uh, uh, with the, the loading of these boats and the uh, uh, people getting to experience this uh, uh, beloved intellectual property. But uh, one ride that uh, operates without issue day after day all over the world is the Jurassic Park experience, sometimes called the Jurassic Park River Adventure, also known as Jurassic Park the ride. Uh, but why should we explain it when we can let <laughs> one of America's greatest national treasures tell the tale? Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest, and welcome to the new edge from the studios of CNET, the computer network. When Universal Studios Hollywood designed a ride based on Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park, they had a tough act to follow. I mean, after all, the movie actually takes place in a theme park. Well, they overcame that with these robots that are so advanced even Spielberg was amazed. Fuck you. <laughs> That's about as deep of a cut. Look look up that video if you can. Ryan Seacrest on CNET, the computer network. Wow. Uh, he looks like a, kind of like a Norwegian boy band guy. He looks like one of the A-teens, if you're familiar <laughs> with the A-teens. Uh, uh, hey, Seacrest has been at it for a long time, and uh, uh, hey, thanks for entertaining us. Uh, uh, anyway, that goes on to uh, give you a, a great behind-the-scenes look at the uh, extremely high-tech dinosaurs that even Spielberg couldn't believe. And uh, uh, there you have it, the Jurassic Park ride. Uh, let's get into it, folks. Hey, this yeah. is the first uh, episode I think we're doing of, like, <clears throat> where the attraction is called Blank the Ride, like mm -hmm. we stole the name from. Yes, That's true, uh, yeah. Uh, I, thought of that, uh, I thought of that very thing when we were, uh, uh, when my wife and I were talking about the logo, we saw sort of uh, uh, looked at that and pulled from the how the the is, is small and the oh, ride is that? big. So yeah. there you go. Appreciate mm -hmm. that. If you're looking at our, our logo right now, maybe I'm my wife Erin. Uh, yeah, you know, also, there, there are not, if you look at the history of rides based on movies, very few are actually called blank the ride. 
Uh, it's some of the most prominent rides, like Jurassic Park the Ride, like Back to the Future the Ride, but there are not uh, too many of them. No, but they they came uh, real fast and furious, like, in a row, like, as we mm. were children, and it made an impact on us enough. Absolutely. That uh, I think when, Scott, you initially suggested the name Podcast the Ride, we were immediately like, well, that immediately <laughs> makes sense to us. It's as exciting as when you hear there is a, ri- a Jurassic Park the Ride. Yeah. That's yeah. a mind-blowing statement. How exciting is that? Yeah. Uh, uh, more exciting than if we called this podcast Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's a fine name. What am I? Uh, why am I making fun of that Save name? Save it until you see Batu in person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, I, I also, in looking at that history of the ride, I don't think Disney any. I don't think Disney's ever done blank the ride. I think they always dress it up. It's an adventure or an experience, yeah, I, yeah. or uh, they don't want it to be. You're doing the thing. Disney's always been big. I think on making sure it's like you're not right. This isn't just like fun. You're in entering danger. a fully, uh, yeah, a, a complex uh, universe, a fully right. immersive experience. Uh, my favorite. It's a variant on this, but at some point we got to do the episode about. Uh, one of the best formatted titles, Twister, Ride It Out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a very insane uh, title. I, I'm racking my brain right now. Is is I call it in my head the mummy ride. Is it the mummy ride? Is it that- is Revenge of the Mummy, the ride. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, which was is confusing because is that it, it, there was no the mummy, the ride, but it sounds like it's a comeback of a previously existing ride called the, the mummy, the ride. Yeah. I just call it the mummy ride. Like that's, mm-hmm. I think, quick. I think that's pretty common. Yeah, that's what anyone calls any of these things. Star yeah. Wars will be Star Wars Land. Avatar is Avatar Land. Nobody uses the preferred uh, nomenclature. Nobody calls. I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before, but my favorite Universal title: Water World, a live sea war spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> no one on the planet, besides people being paid to be at Universal Studios, call it. But I think I, I maybe am I making this up? Was somebody? I think somebody, like, scolded me once, like, no, 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 it's not the Waterworld stunt show. It's Waterworld, a live Sea Wars spectacular. <laughs> you had to be very explicit with that. I did forget that in Hollywood, uh, Universal Hollywood, this was called Jurassic Park, the ride, though, initially. I think because I probably rode the Orlando one so much, which is called uh, the Jurassic Park River Adventure, mm-hmm. because it, it it is in a section of the park that is supposed to be Jurassic Park. So to so do just Jurassic Park, the ride. Because ride, that would sound weird. Would like, be redundant. Uh, look, there's so much to talk about in the title alone, but uh, <laughs> there's more than just a sign that tells you the name of the ride. There's an entire experience. And uh, uh, Matt, when we were talking about stuff you might want to talk about, you you brought this up. Uh, uh, I, I thought it was a fun idea, but do you have, is there a, a particular affection you have for for this attraction? Well, I, I uh, noticed when you guys talked about Universal, it, you guys always talk about like ride the movies, and to me, Jurassic Park: The Ride is kind of like the pinnacle of. Uh, 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 what I want out of a movie ride experience because I feel like it does a great job of giving you the experience you get when you watch Jurassic Park because it has that moment. Like my favorite part in this ride is like you go up the you know you go up the ramp and then you get dipped down and then it's just like a slow with the music opens and then the, the gates open. And it's like welcome to Jurassic Park. Like you want that Laura Dern uh, Sam Neill moment where they turn their head yeah. and you see the brontosaurus. So you have that and then you see little things go wrong. And then it goes really wrong, and so you have then you have the whole adventure. But it, but it starts with just going to Jurassic Park, which is a place I've always wanted to go. Just like Pandora, I like to be transported, sure. and I think this does a great job of like transporting you to you know a, a world where 
dinosaurs walk the earth with it's just all I've wanted since I was <laughs> yeah. a child. Until something goes wrong, which is a trope of all the Jurassic Park movies and a lot of theme park rides in general. It's like they start off fine and then something goes wrong. I guess it's especially Universal rides. Mm-hmm, the Jaws mm-hmm. ride, uh, uh, you know, is a scenic tour of Amity and then Jaws attacks it, <laughs> attacks the boat. And there's always, there's often the uh, mentioning of problems that happened in the past, but this time it will be different and then yeah. it is not different. This isn't a, uh, the Jurassic Park ride, it's not like uh, they, they don't know about the movie, right? We're in the world of Jurassic It's not like this is well, where Jurassic Park was filmed. Uh, uh, right, you're, you're fully in. It the is an alternate universe, Jurassic yeah, Park, where the park, the park open is to operating. at least previews, <laughs> to at least a <laughs> at preview le- audience. Right, because like John Hammond does the intro video, and he's talking about Jurassic Park and how great it is, and there's people walking in and out. Like, and I guess they in the universe they could have said like these are fake, like these are people just for the promo ride, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. The park is seems like it's open. The park should I be believe open. it is not. I think they reference Costa Rica as being an experiment that didn't work out. And we oh, are in oh. the Hollywood Jurassic Park branch. And oh. you, if you watch the Orlando video, I think he says Orlando. So oh, John Ammond is opening different branches. Uh, like the San Diego location he was trying to open until the T-Rex right, got loose and destroyed the... Uh, uh, 76 ball in the entire gas lamp district. <laughs> um, our most <laughs> beloved San Diego landmarks. I, I love how both all of these parks that they open have like a, a, a chronic problem with jeeps going over the side of cliffs. Mm-hmm. Because that that's the only like movie reference that I can really, really think of is that the jeep goes over the cliff and almost hits you, then it stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's in uh, the Hollywood Park and the Orlando Park and in the original uh, Costa Rica Park. There's always teetering Jeeps. There's yes. one Easter egg that's another direct reference to the movie, and that's as you after you go down the big drop and you come back to the loading area, there is a small Barbasol can. Yes. Uh, ah. uh, that like the one Dennis Nedry was hiding DNA samples in. Ah, uh, gotcha. So Jeez. in this world where it's two different parks, like what are the odds that there's another? Yeah. Why would there be another slimy programmer? Right. Well, overworked programmer. Right. I love. I do notice that there's one. For the whole park. Uh, yeah, you can <laughs> tell why true. the stress got him and why he maybe wanted to exact some revenge. Yes. Yeah. Uh, probably the the uh, money per hour, not great also. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably working him pretty hard. Well, what's interesting, though, is if the, what you're saying is that he's opened up satellite locations, then Jurassic World, don't they don't even mention it. So they've taken the ride. The ride is not in canon 
in the Jurassic World verse because they like they're yeah. talking about sort of the original park, but that original park never opened, and they don't say, well, what about the Hollywood location, <laughs> Hollywood and Orlando and Singapore and uh, Osaka are all going fine. I like the idea that he's also like, this is just a much smaller park, so it's like a Chili's to go or an airport, <laughs> an airport Chili's version of Jurassic Park. It's very small. Like, you can't do the big massive expanse of, of the original. So, like, that's a little bit, and you throw a couple dinosaurs, and it's that's fine. We're going to do one boat ride. We don't have the space to uh, uh, do the orbs, but uh, we'll save that for Jurassic World. And uh, that's the budgetary reason why uh, Dr. Alan Grant or Ian Malcolm or uh, uh, Sadler, Sadler, Ellie Sadler, Ellie Sadler uh, who also could not appear. We just couldn't afford them. Uh, to be in this well, video. they're busy. They're paleontologists. They can't stand around in the river adventure all day. Mm, they have work true. to do. They have to run an entire campsite for fifty thousand dollars with mm-hmm. ten employees. I don't know how that that worked out. He goes, "You're the one that pays us fifty thousand dollars." It's like how you have. A dozen people working for you. What are you guys paying them? <laughs> also, Is that the amount long? named in the movie? I think they name like how much money he has. It's like fifty thousand dollars. He Whoa. gives them. Wow. Wow. The price of a really souped up pickup truck <laughs> <laughs> can can fund ten archaeologists or buy like a pickup truck with very nice rims. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think that people who had relatives who died in Jurassic Park were? Angry when this uh, Hollywood location brazenly opened with the the family of the lawyer upset. Uh, 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 Gennaro, what was the lawyer's name? Oh yeah, Gen- Gennaro, Gennaro. Gennaro. I wonder if if there were protests outside the Universal Studios gates. This is insensitive to the victims of the Costa Rica. Although maybe they, I, I think it seems like they covered it up, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The co- yeah, they did not let the word get out about Costa Rica. Right. That's why Jake Johnson in Jurassic World is so loves the first park. It feels like. Mm. He doesn't know. I don't what know happened. if he knows what happened, right? He doesn't yeah. say like that was the best part because all these people right? got eaten. I don't know. I don't I, remember. I, I, I gotta <laughs> think they know if they're working on the island. But that Jake there's Johnson another in the part movie, the he's got the shirt on, and he's like the original park. That was the best park, which I, it never opened. But then that people died in that original I park. Think that's so. like if someone wore an ironic shirt that said like Bush did nine eleven or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you seen a person wearing an ironic shirt? No, but I a, bet you, I bet I could find one for sale on like eBay. Did something. Jurassic Park like type shirt? Yeah, <laughs> Jurassic Park was an inside engine. Uh, is an inside job. Mm. I, I I feel like that's the thing about Jurassic World. I feel like that movie is like a reboot of the idea where the movie Jurassic Park exists, and then they figure out how to make dinosaurs because everybody seems see to love the movie Jurassic Park in Jurassic World. That's true. But that by the sense. the time this episode comes out, the Fallen Kingdom trailer will have dropped, and Do- Dr. Ian Malcolm does exist in this world because okay. Jeff Goldblum is back for the Jurassic World sequel. The timeline is all screwed up, I think. Yeah. I think it's just, we whatever. <laughs> we can't worry about can't get this. upset about that. If Jurassic World is a metaphor for the making of Jurassic World, like, let's try this bigger <laughs> one, but why... Should or or I'm sorry, the making of that new dinosaur is like we need to do something bigger and better because the audiences are getting bored. Did Jurassic World then go make like a small independent dinosaur that people were not fond of that uh, <laughs> uh, bl- uh, blew Jurassic World's uh, shot to do uh, other franchises? Uh, 
the, the, they, did they try to make the Henry Soros? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, does this metaphor track for the rest of uh, that, certain directors' see, that, career? That would be like a uh, like a like you know they say dinosaurs have feathers now. Like that's what they believe is that all dinosaurs are feathered. So they made like a feathered dinosaur, and the public's like, we don't want this real dinosaur. We want like a scary lizard dinosaur. Mm-hmm. This is this is this, but this is like the real dinosaurs. They were actually four feet tall and feathered. I'm like. Nobody wants yeah, to see like turkey. Boring. The, yeah, Hen- sure. the Henry Saurus, yeah, was three feet tall, covered in feathers, and like uh, uh, pooped out of its mouth instead of its butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an abomination to God. Kill the Henry Saurus. Wait, um, is that a book of Henry? Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm okay. getting at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, th- this is as confused as ask. the timelines in the Jurassic World franchise. Does, is the book of Henry explore the metaphor of <laughs> the Jurassic World universe? Uh, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm confused. Nobody poops out of their mouth in the in the movie, but that's how you feel when you've after you've watched the movie. It's like you pooped out of your mouth. Uh, uh, anyway, I shouldn't keep disparaging this uh, this film. What the am I doing? Soon to be Best Picture winner. I I know so little about this movie, but I've heard it dragged left and right. So uh, it's truly insane. I I saw great. it in a surprisingly packed theater at the Glendale Americana, and I wanted to stand up and say to the audience, like, "What are we doing? How are we all?" We all paid money to experience this. Am I seeing the same movie you're seeing? Gosh. It's so insane. It's a shame the characters from Safety Not Guaranteed couldn't travel back in time. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Trevorrow not involved in the making of uh, Jurassic uh, Park the Ride, but Steven Spielberg was. And in fact, he was. Uh, they, they were developing this ride uh, 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 in conjunction with the movie, like Spielberg was so sure that this book, like uh, loved the book, I'm gonna make a movie out of this. I think the movie is gonna be a blockbuster. You should start thinking about a ride already, which I think is a unique experience in in theme park development. Mm-hmm. Um, when did the ride get released? When it was when it was uh, 1996. 96 in Hollywood, 99 in Orlando. Two years later in 2001 in Japan, and then 2010 in Singapore, but that's a rapids ride, not a uh, Mm -hmm. shoot-the-shoot. This is apparently known as a shoot-the-shoot style ride, not a log flume ride, which uh, uh, has smaller ride vehicles and multiple drops. Hmm. I learned. Uh, so there's uh, not like a big one. It doesn't uh, the, uh, the climax in the same thing where a, a big T-Rex uh, appears and then there's a, a big drop at the end. Or there is that, but a smaller drop because it's a rapid ride. Uh, yeah, I, there it, it uh, you do go into like an environmental safety building and there is like a small drop. But yeah, okay. like a, a much smaller one because rapids tend not to have like super big drops. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, but the – and the other thing like the – uh, I I think the 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 knee jerk in doing a Jurassic Park ride is probably to do something with the jeeps. Uh, uh, that's sort of the the major vehicle, obviously featured in the movie. But I think a ride like that would be very compl- uh, complicated and slow loading. So they thought of doing a boat ride because I guess there is a boat sequence in the original Jurassic Park novel. Yeah, yeah. There's a pterodactyl like it's not uh. unlike the thing that gets crashed into in Jurassic World. There's a scene in the book or whatever. What would you call it? Is a scene? Does a book have a scene? No. <laughs> a chapter? A chapter, an excerpt. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a book scene? Uh, yeah, where there's like a flume. Um, and that's where that crazy man crashes a helicopter in Jurassic World. 
Yeah. Is it? Yeah. The oh, way, there right. was a sequence they were kind of, they were like saving pterodactyls from movie to movie. Like they sort of couldn't pull that off in the first Jurassic Park. And they were saving uh, like a pterodactyl dome uh, uh, and probably couldn't pull. Although there's oh, this pterodactyl's yeah. in Jurassic Park 3, correct? Yeah, I believe so. But yeah, I think that dome sequence is kind of a nod to like that could have been in the first Jurassic right. Park, but they couldn't pull it off uh, right, right. technologically then. I, I've never read the book, but I, I, my dad had read both of them and he was like yeah the movie's very different the characters are all much more unpleasant in the book and like different people die yeah the lawyer the is movie. like lawyer is like a buff guy in the book and he's like a sniveling guy in the movie yeah like they're sort of different and then that's everybody... lawyers for you sure yeah. <laughs> and hammond is like a real like son of a bitch in the book He's like yeah. a kindly old grandpa, but he's like a mean old man. And doesn't he get eaten by the little guys? Yes, in the book? yeah, I yeah. Think that's right. right. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So he, so there's a whole, yeah. They changed a bunch of stuff around. It was <laughs> like a brutal death because I, I read that like when I was like in elementary school because I loved the movie so much. Yeah. So I read the book. And then I remember, like, reading it, it was, like, the little guy bites his leg, and then his leg goes numb, and he's trying to, like, run away. And as he, like, it would basically what happened to uh, the guy in Jurassic World, the the bounty hunter. He just, like, little bites to death by these little chicken-sized dinosaurs. That's yeah, they made him yeah. brutal, like, a brutal death for John Hammond, because I think he's sort of, like, a villain in the book. He, like, the, the book casts him as a villain who's playing God and who is a monster, kind of. A low-key monster. Huh. But so that's a big decision in in the movie to make him more uh, uh, kindly Santa relatable. Claus in the, in <laughs> yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man who later played Santa right. Claus. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's a good move, right? Or uh, lateral? Do we like that? I don't know. Did you like it in the book? Is it better in the book that he's a— uh, I like—I mean, I, I get why he's not like that because it makes— Jurassic Park a much they they Malcolm I guess in the movie touches on like you know should you should we even be doing this mm-hmm. but it makes it a much more like oh yes it is wonderful isn't it as opposed to like this evil old man it would be just a different movie I don't know that I yeah, like you, it then you lose the worse. flea circus uh, monologue and you can't lose the flea circus yeah. monologue it's yeah. it's it's, uh, it's a, such a sweet moment <laughs> sure it's kind of a sweet movie in general. Like in some trailers, it's presented as like the most terrifying thing you'll ever see. But you actually watch, like there's that that score is so sweet and majestic, and uh, yeah, it's a, I, there's probably a take on on the Dresbrook novel into a film that's like pure terror and horror uh, from start to finish. Right. And, and other Crichton books are turned into movies or more just like harsh. Right. Right. So I mean, I get why he did it, and it, obviously it works. So. Yeah, now we get a ride for it where you get to hear that John Williams score as you enter, and I think that's the that's the key that unlocks. That, that's what I think Jurassic World is is missing is that moment of like holy shit, there's dinosaurs! Like this is great, mm-hmm. and 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 that's because that's like the key that unlocks the movie. That's the key that unlocks this ride. Once you're on board with this is awesome, there's dinosaurs here, then you can fall to the great terrors of being chased by raptors and tyrannosaurs. Uh, but. Uh, uh, that's just not in Jurassic World, where it's just like, oh, this is a park now. Like, well, let me ask you guys, as as park heads, what do you guys think of the depiction of the Jurassic World future park? Ooh, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, <laughs> I've had it. Yeah, I uh, I liked it, and I but I wish there was more. Like, I like that they took a monorail uh, to get to the park. Like, they took a monorail to get to the main part of the park. I like that the teenager was unhappy to be there. 
and then they arrive at like a city walk style shopping and dining area. I was very excited. There was a city walk in Jurassic World. I think that's why yeah. I I actually am not a big hater of of Jurassic World, and I think that's why I think I like that there's like an IMAX theater. I'll forgive yeah. like bad characters and that bizarre harsh drowning of that woman because there's uh, I like that Jurassic. World has an IMAX theater. Yeah. And a Margaritaville. Uh, and a Margaritaville with Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy uh, Buffett in the, the margaritas. Movie. <laughs> um, a legit laugh, and you get a laugh out of that, I think, watching yeah. the movie even before you realize it's him. Although, did you, Mike, when you watched the movie, did you know it was Buffett right away? I think I read that it was him, so I knew what I was looking for. I see. Yeah. So <laughs> I, was on a web, I was on a website. I, I'm on websites regularly that would tell me about a future Jimmy Buffett cameo in something. <laughs> Did yeah. the websites and tell you what flavor the margaritas were? I don't think so, but I think I it was they obvious. Were classic I think lime. they were classic, classic lime. lime. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's like pretty Jimmy easy likes to see. It. <laughs> so now I think you may have not enjoyed Jurassic World because you were just waiting for that cameo the whole movie. So I, I was. Like, yeah. I was a little too. Um, <laughs> you know, I, w- I saw it in theaters like opening weekend, and I just thought it was okay. And then I remember watching it like that Christmas. Uh, with my family, like with a fire, or, or, or like just in our pajamas, like it was like the most pleasant experience. It was a very enjoyable experience uh, yeah. uh, to watch it in that environment because uh, I think everyone was in the mood for a big movie and everyone was you know relaxed after the hubbub from the holidays. So. So, uh, I'll so, see the next one. So watch it in your jammy jams watch and you'll love it. Watch it in your jammies. Uh, so what I like also, I forgot, I just remembered this. On the Margaritaville website, there is a Isla Nublar, Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville, like oh. kind of piece of marketing for the movie, but it makes it look like that's an actual location. Um, and it's a whole thing of like Jurassic World, eat at Jurassic World, Jurassic World dining. And Did then, you oh, they built out a very corporate website, like yes, it would be yeah. just on margaritaville.com, but for uh, uh, Isla Nubar. That's pretty cool. Isn't it Isla? No. Ila? It, well, they, I don't or know. Here, same question about Isla Fisher or Isla <laughs> Fisher. Here's a video from the like B roll or whatever you call from the movie where Buffett is horsing around with some ladies <laughs> and nothing, nothing too weird, but like just kind of goofing. He's got a little dinosaur toy. Yeah, so this is like yeah, the, there's the whole like a promotional fake sprinkles thing. Sprinkles cupcakes next to it within Just, the oh he's, see there Jimmy he is. Buffett bartending oh surprising <laughs> some ladies with a little dinosaur puppet and he's got his hand up on a fin making a fin like his song fins um, that you know. <laughs> So go to so Google Isla Nublar Jurassic World and you know it's a little Easter egg treat a little a nice yeah. little like universe expansion. Uh, uh, Matt, what's your feeling on Jurassic World? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I thought it just it was it was weird because every part that was good was when they played the music or showed a logo from the first Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and like that was the only part like I was emotionally yeah. into. So it just kind of like felt uh, you know it's like a greatest hits and I, I it, and. Like, I, if you compare it to the ride, the ride gives you all the nostalgia you want for the movie, uh, but you don't have to, you know, sit there for two hours to do it. It's a nice, clean, five-minute ride, and it gives you, like, the entire story in a in a five-minute ride, whereas this thing is, like, 
just so many side plots and weird stuff and and uh are there, my parents are getting a divorce yeah. they have separate oh, attorneys yeah. yeah yeah why this divorce story in this movie that's like <laughs> Judy Judy Greer just wasted in that movie yes. uh, Lauren Lapkus too I wish uh, uh very funny I wish had uh, done more in the movie but she's uh, that part with her and uh, Jake Johnson is in Mission Control is very funny where that was very up. funny yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, they got a big too. laugh in that yeah that's, that's I hope a good they're part. back for the sequel I hope so, I too. I like those characters. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I have a question about, when you talk about, like, theme park references in the movie, I, I think I like that there's this, uh, when, you, when you go on this orb attraction, that you watch a safety video. Obviously, I'm obsessed with the uh, theme park safety videos. And that you watch one starring Jimmy Fallon, which I just found a behind-the-scenes of that shows that they shot it at Studio 8H, where they do Saturday Night Live. So they're like... Filming is uh, like essentially an SNL sketch custom for the Jurassic World orb ride uh, uh, with with Jimmy Fallon. And, but my question is like, uh, it's that that it's sort of hokey. It's like uh, uh, you know uh, Jimmy Fallon getting sprayed by tar and then like something getting lit lit on fire. It's like this kind of like little uh, uh, science gone awry sequence. And my question was like. Was it a little lame on purpose because theme park ride videos are always a little lame or were they committing hard to a, were they trying to make like a a very funny original Jimmy Fallon sketch? Or was it like (laughs) self-aware that like these things are always a little stupid? I'll give them, I'm going to, am going to give them a little credit that they were self-aware, that they were like laying it on thick because Mm -hmm. sometimes these videos are laid on pretty thick. And like uh, uh, theme park videos have to have, uh, uh, they, they they can't exactly be like dense verbal humor. It's probably got to be yeah. people getting hurt because people of who speak all languages are watching these yeah, videos. Yeah, and ages and eight to and, eighty, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I thought those things were were well done though, and I liked that. Like, of course, if Jurassic World existed, Jimmy Fallon would do the video, like he hosts the Universal tour here in Hollywood. Well, I, and actually, now that we're talking about it, actually, to give Jurassic World credit. The maybe one of the truest things about this movie is that uh, the only thing that's fresh is they have like a take on theme parks that they actually like say, this is what we think theme parks are now and will be in the future. So that was like the only like original thought is like, what if there's orbs? And of course, there's going to be a Margaritaville in this. Yeah. Like if, if there was a real Jurassic Park, they did a good job of making it seem like it would be modeled after the parks of today. Yeah, right. they did a good job of doing that. And there that. was an arms race element of, like, we got to have a new attraction. You know, we got to mm-hmm. have a bigger dinosaur. People are, you know, getting sick of these old ones. The sponsors mm-hmm. are lying. Didn't they say, like, Verizon wants to sponsor a big dinosaur or something? <laughs> yeah. I, it may have been, you know, marketing or, like, you know, corporate synergy or whatever, like the Fallon tie-in and stuff. But, like, that is a reality of theme parks. So I agree with you. I did like that that was uh, in there. What would you guys say is, is the analog uh, between dinosaurs and... And rides in Disneyland is like so. It's like the Tyrannosaurus. Is that the Space Mountain of Jurassic Park? Hmm. You mean like the high ticket, the biggest attraction? Yeah. Like what? What's like? Because question. Oh, interesting. Well, you got you know Jurassic <laughs> World has the the petting zoo with the uh, the uh, Triceratops, and that's more of a that's more of a kitty ride. That's like the teacups. Or um, me, that's like meeting Winnie the Pooh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's meeting meeting Pooh and his friends. The thing over for the in, little ones. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, well, obviously that, uh, that giant, crazy aquatic dinosaur, uh, uh, eating the shark 
is the equivalent to Universal's Waterworld Alive Sea War Spectacular. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you for showing it its proper respect. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not watering that name down. It's a yeah. beautiful name. Mwah. Oh, my God. By the way, I got to make a quick side side jump. Mm-hmm. Do you know if it's true, Mike, because we're both wrestling guys, yeah. that Chris Daniels is doing Waterworld now? Wait, what? The stunt show? I heard that he's playing the Deacon. Is he really? I've heard that. I don't know if it's true, but I, I've seen pictures of Chris Daniels as the Deacon. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Chris Daniels is our independent wrestler. I mean, works for Ring of Honor and other places, but... Been around forever. Great yeah, yeah. Great wrestler, but... Uh, yeah. You um, guys know that I know a Deacon, right? Or the Deacon is Dennis Hopper, correct? Yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got to talk about this at some point. Uh, a, a guy worked to the Conan a bunch, Greg Dolph, a great dude, and he is a, he is a Deacon and has been since they opened. So, may, yeah, maybe he's welcomed uh, this wrestler into the Deacon family. Yeah, I believe that's not a bad gig because I think they are in, like, the stuntman union, and so it's, like, consistent, like, so a little bit benefits, of consistent there's... work and <laughs> Good for them. They're you know, covered. I mean, here, uh, from just a Google search, there's a video that says Christopher Daniels as Deacon in the Waterworld stunt show, and this is from last year. And mm. who, Christopher Daniels is a, an independent wrestler. Yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah. been around for like like 20 years on the independent. Oh, wow. He never made it in the WWE, but he's really, really great. There he is. Yeah, he's one, he's a great wrestler. Is he bald already, or does he have to wear a bald cap to he's be done? He's bald already. All right. Perfect. That's probably, yeah, that's why they thought of him. Wow. They don't want to pay for uh, bald caps and prosthetics to be reapplied every day. <laughs> Especially in a water park ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. There'll be wear and tear on that. Hey, just like the wear and tear on these dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park ride, uh, uh, it is pretty crazy when you think about, uh, uh, you know, whatever the whatever the skin is made of uh, uh, on these dinosaur robots, that it's, this, it's foam rubber that has to stay uh, uh, flexible despite getting wet all day and when it's pretty insane that they turn the technology around from when they made Jurassic Park where you you watch this crazy behind the scenes footage footage of people have seen it or were listening uh, uh, that you if you watch the T-Rex robot in the making of Jurassic Park that, that when it would get wet because all the scenes involve rain it would like shiver and shake like it was like it was like it was like the t-rex got sick and there's all this crazy footage of pas just like patting down the the t-rex with towels they like they didn't think about how this was gonna work so it's just like small hand towels let's dry off that t-rex and then three years later they have a ride where these dinosaurs have to get wet all day every day it's what they do and they all they all look great the upkeep on that ride is fantastic yeah i mean there's been times when you go in and there's just a big tarp over one of these dinosaurs (laughs) really the majestic (laughs) like majestic Jurassic Park theme and then like there's a big just big like if as if they're fumigating a house size tent over one of these long neck dinosaurs and you're like oh wait that's that kind of kills the um, the, he's uh, sick. He's um, sick. That is what they. Yeah, yeah. They. He's and, been quarantined. So I know they did a refresh on it a couple of years ago. I think because they were having some issues and some of the like, dinosaurs felt like they were melting a little bit. I feel like there was that that duck billed dinosaur that 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 squirts water out of his nose. Where like when you take that turn, you come around the out of the cave. Uh, uh, and I feel like he was gone for a while, but they would still play his like sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, it was just, it was very because it was a, it was a very empty because like, he's a big feature, so it's like a very empty turn without him there because you're just like hearing him and not seeing him. Hmm. And he, you're right, but you're saying right before the turn happens, right? The dinosaur Hadrosaur Cove before you go into <laughs> Hadrosaur Cove. <laughs> yes, my friends and I had a long running bit of like, can't wait to ride Jurassic Park ride, go see all our buds, the dinosaurs in Hadrosaur Cove, <laughs> and that's when it goes wrong. That's when you get knocked off. Track. Wait, yeah. to continue uh, Matt's metaphor, what's Hadrosaur Cove in the Disney park or in, or in theme park, <laughs> where, like a, a cool ride that's often broken? 
the storybook canal boats. Sure, great. Yeah. Uh, the, Incredibly the inconvenient to operate. <laughs> Uh, uh, there you go. Well, we're, I, a quick I answer. Think, yeah, Jason got it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I feel like the Jeep you mentioned earlier, uh, uh, the Jeep that falls down uh, and splashes in the water is also an indicator of like, wait, have they done upkeep recently? Because that doesn't have to work. Like that can just be hanging off and it reads like it makes sense. Uh, uh, but they, for, like, it doesn't always crash down. Yeah, it doesn't always crash down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the uh, train, which is was not functioning for a long time at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. That's that metaphor. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll break it all down. Uh, and well, the other thing I got to ask you guys about this one, what do you guys think about the little uh, the little Disney hats that float in the water? That's a fun... I, I always mm. think that's really... I always at some point think like, how is that still here? How has like, Disney mm-hmm. not had a problem with this? Hmm. I wonder if, because are like if if there's are they? I wonder if they're actual Disney licensed or they're. I mean, they probably mocked them up unless they went to the park and just bought them and threw them in the water. <laughs> they're ovals. They're not perfectly round, right. like, so they're technically off brand. Yeah, if they're like technically off brand, they can do it. Because I feel like Disney would get litigious if like there was a diner that made pancakes that looked like like sure. three round oh, circles yeah. together. Like <laughs> so, the the fact that they're not. Like attacking Universal because it's still there. I thought it'd be like I'd see it one time and then it'd be gone. Like somebody's having a yeah, yeah. But it's like a part of the ride that right. some Disney fans got drowned and killed by these Raptors. <laughs> yeah, right. Universal's always been a little more ribald, a little more cheeky with their <laughs> sense of humor. Little edgy, little. Yeah. Uh, but doesn't isn't there a part in the? Avatar ride where a banshee tears Woody Woodpecker apart limb <laughs> yeah. from limb. The <laughs> beloved character, the beloved licensed character, Woody Woodpecker. You see stray uh, woodpecker beak hats lying around and, uh, the yeah. Kingdom of Pandora. Then, like, the mummy sees, like, a like there's, like, a little Indiana Jones silhouette, and the mummy thumbs over his shoulder that makes a Jake jerk-off motion at him. He's like, ah, oh, this guy. Like, like yeah, yeah, there's a lot oh, of brother. like, oh, God. The whole Simpson ride is goofing on Disney, too. That's true. Uh, yeah. So I guess maybe it's just like, all right, it's there's a like a ceasefire on both parts. Yeah, well, they um, also are the plucky underdogs in the yeah. L.A. theme park. Well, none, none's more plucky than Knott's Berry Farm, but mm. they're... they're <laughs> Knott's is very plucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, an attribute. It's it's the Pluckleberry plucky. Pluckleberry pie. Um. <laughs> it's the plucky underdog that is owned by NBC Universal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Comcast, NBC Universal, and what's the one from 30 Rock? Shineheart Wig Company. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, hey, well, uh, what else about this ride? Uh, uh, we mentioned Hadrosaur Cove. Any other moments that, uh, I mean, it's cool. You get to, uh, you get spit at by a spitter. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's other, just moments from this ride that we enjoy? Uh, I, well, this is more an anecdote than anything else. When the when the the first ride opened in Hollywood, like there were actors from the movie that like Jeff Goldblum was there, Steven Spielberg was there, uh, and the story goes apparently like they rode the ride and then stopped it at the top of the drop uh, to let Mr. Spielberg off, and then. The boat went down. Which, come on, Stephen, children ride this thing. Suck it up. Do it once. Come I on. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. And Scott, I, does, Scott doesn't okay. like these drops either, like Mr. Spielberg. I think maybe I, when I 
if if uh, by not doing the drop, I'm experiencing the ride the way Mr. Spielberg intended. His I'm subscribing to his auteur theory. But that theory. means you're just in limbo. You're just in hell. <laughs> you don't escape the dinosaur. You're just under the dinosaur and the falling pipes forever. How you, you make it out, you just like you just sadly walk away, scarred by the experience okay. forever. Like You've BD been on Wong. this ride though. I did do it once, and that yeah, was plenty. Once. I was terrified, still scarred. <laughs> uh, the, the, the commonality between all the like when I had girlfriends who made me uh, man up and go on these rides, I would do them. But uh, mm-hmm. now that I have a wife who's nice, who doesn't boss <laughs> me around, I don't oh. have to go on any ride I don't want to. Aaron, make Scott go on the Jurassic Park ride. No, I'm talking directly to you, Aaron. Edit yeah. that Listen. out. Be just like Scott's parade, Scott's platoon of mean girlfriends. <laughs> that he's also bragging about all these girlfriends he's had. La dee da. Yeah, sure, I've gone around. I've had uh, I've been three on the girlfriends in my life. Dozens of times, so, you know, I've had a few. A different girlfriend for every time. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think I, I before my wife, I had two girlfriends. So, and I think I went on scary flume rides two times before. So. Uh, would you play it cool? Like, if they were like, "Hey, let's go on Splash Mountain" or something, would you kind of go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, cool, whatever." I don't. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I love Splash Mountain. Or would you? Have I'd just to be kind doing, of be talked into it. I'd be doing curls the entire time <laughs> and like uh, getting up on those uh, on the you know the the the, the pole that uh, separate the line and just like doing doing pushes <laughs> off of those. And, uh, but would you let them know that you didn't like it or would you just play it cool and like inside you were terrified? Uh, yeah, how how would I play that? <laughs> uh, I don't think I tricked them. I don't think, okay. uh, I, I'm you not sure my to... performing skills were particularly sharp. I think I'd, uh, uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, because I have, you, you get legit terror in your eyes when you're doing these things. I remember seeing Mortal Kombat when I was younger and I'm, if you figured out how old I was, it was probably older, like 13 or something, but I was scared in the mm. movie, very scared. And, like, I tried to play it cool, and I just kept asking questions to my friend the whole movie, and he was so mad. <laughs> and I thought I was playing it cool, but it was very clear I wasn't. Was it Goro? Because Goro's pretty scary. He's a very, The like, whole thing, I thought people were going to die. I had never seen an R-rated movie in the theater before. Maybe never saw an R-rated movie. You're a rule blank. follower. I follow the rules. Uh, I hope you didn't see any R-rated movies before uh, you were 18, I man. Know. I snuck into Event Horizon. And I had oh, a great time. Bad, what? Bad boy Mazzani <laughs> over here. Uh, don't respect fast pass laws or uh, the MPAA. Man. Our, um, our two most powerful institutions mm. in this country <laughs> now. Um. <laughs> I was very scared of the ring. Like, I was 15, and, like, for two nights afterwards, I had trouble sleeping from the American version of The Ring. Sure. With Naomi Watts. It's a scary movie. It's a scary well, that's movie. at least a scary movie. Like, I guess so, Yeah. Mine is Mortal Kombat. It's like PG thirteen, and they can't really show much gore and like whatever. Goro's yeah. weird looking, and I think Goro there's something unsettling weird. about him. And oh, I think yeah, about the sure. movie's a little unsettling. They're on an island with like the people that run the island have all masks on, and it's very like it's very like proto eyes wide shut, but with fighting. So it's like a weird adventure <laughs> yeah, that, that they're on. That's true, but is I don't think true? I was. A, <laughs> that's true. I guess <laughs> you're trying to give him the benefit it. of the doubt. You're trying to help me out here. I appreciate it. I but, was scared uh, of the yell. 
Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, that's why I've never seen the films or played the games because I'm just if I'm just passing through an arcade and I hear that scary yell, mm-hmm. I gotta shrink. go hide in the bathroom for a while. Did uh, a girlfriend ever make you pull, try to make you play Mortal Kombat? <laughs> Scott, get sure, over I there. Can, I can do this. Yeah. You're Raiden. I'm Sub Zero, Scott. No, I know. I know. All, I know all kinds of attacks. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, on Jurassic Park, I always think because like this is one of those where there's like two. Tr- tracks and you go off the wrong track yeah it's like you're going the bad mm. way um and i've tried i i've kind of always kind of tried to figure out what the good because they didn't build it but what is the good track because where does the t-rex go like we see where there would be like the raptor cages but what would the end of the ride be if it was a normal ride you have to see the t-rex but it wouldn't be in the context that we see him now where he's just exploding out of a like a vent or something, he w- we would have to like just see him, and that would be the end of the ride, right? They would have taken you, so you go all the way up to the top of this building, and then it would have like hit a, a a view of Universal Studios, and there would have been one soundstage that they took the roof off of, and the T Rex would have been just wandering around in the sounds contained in the soundstage like a cage, eating a goat leg. Mm-hmm. So in the you would have so, seen it from hundreds and hundreds of feet away from up. But you would have just had a view of a tyrannosaurus. So you're saying it's also a drop ride in the origin in the narrative of the ride. It's also a drop ride, or is it not? So uh, fast? They would have lowered you down very very slowly, or let you up at the top. The drop would have had like Spielberg intended. They would have let you hmm. off at the top. Then the the drop was just where they deliver the boats back to be reloaded again. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was just like a boat delivery system after you'd seen the contained right. T-Rex. But unfortunately, the track, things go awry, right. and you have to take the plunge, hmm. which was never intended for a human no. to go on. I, I actually, I, I'm glad that Spielberg got off the ride and just walked down and let everybody else do the drop, because I could also imagine a world where they they make a bunch of employees like hold ropes and let the boat go down very slowly at the drop, <laughs> just like very slowly going down. So they can get a picture-perfect yeah. moment. And then they, they pause, they, they're, it's all like shaking, holding these ropes, and Spielberg's like, ah, like faking it. <laughs> I guess Spielberg, like, escaping through a side door off-camera is kind of what happens with B.D. Wong's character, how he <laughs> escapes the first movie to live to Jurassic World, where he's uh, evil now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. He's bad. He's bad. Drink the Kool-Aid. As opposed to the first movie where he's just kind of uh, there. <laughs> he exists. He's scientist exists, number and two. He's a scientist. Hey. When, he, when he walked out in Jurassic World, I felt like he, there was like a hold for a gasp. And I did not gasp. I didn't remember who he was. <laughs> um, it took me a second. I associate him more now with Law and Order. Because he was and you a CSI because guy. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> every episode of Law and Order, yeah. you gasp. I gasp. <gasps> BD. Um, <laughs> I gasp every time they go chung chung. <laughs> They should change the name to Law and Order BDU, <laughs> um, BD's unit. Uh, well, a thing I like about the ride is that it is because, like Jurassic World, the uh, excuse me, Jurassic Park, all the rides experiences are all very like very museum or zoo like. Like there's not really an exciting element, I, which is a thing I kind of like about Jurassic World because I feel like they're. They're thinking a little bit more. Sure, we have dinosaurs, but we also are going to give you like a thrill, a little bit of a thrill. It's a, it's there's sort of a, it, it's it's like Epcot. So there's uh, two thrill attractions, but also a lot of uh, museums, right. and Slow moving, uh, yeah. 
uh, hydroponic plant displays. Yeah. I, I, and I feel like there there has been a lot of speculation about, like, you know, Universal's got all this land in Orlando where they're probably going to build a third park. And, yes. like, Jurassic World was such a huge hit. They will may very likely build a Jurassic World section. And that, hey, that orb sequence, like, mm. that's tailor-made to be built I think As we a theme might park be attraction in real life. Might, we might be riding in orbs before we know it in Orlando. Ugh. Actually, that would be a great plus it up for the Animal Kingdom Safari rides. You're in that big truck, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if you could go around in an orb and look at rhinoceri, that would be that's like because I was thinking, where would I, where would I want this orb uh, in a natural park setting? And that's the only place I could think is the Safari at Animal Kingdom, right? Because you can get closer then to the animals. Yes. And the future of theme parks is orbs. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it now. Just take the BB-8 technology and make that something oh, you can yeah. sit in, and that's mm-hmm. the end. That's how you make orbs. Yeah. Call the BB-8 people. You'll figure it out. I could also see orbs being like a like a, like a fast pass option. So if you don't want like because I hate being in crowds. It's one thing that a really packed amusement park makes me very like because there's people and I can like I if I if I bump into a kid, the kid will die. Like I, that you know. So it's like so I always worry about. But if I got to be in an orb and, like, you know, everybody mm-hmm. has to stand aside from the orbs and you have your own personal orb space, you go to the front of the line, you hop out of the orb, you go to the ride. So I would do, you, like, a like a fast pass orb option. You would love just being in an orb most of, the, of your life, <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. I, could, I could live like that. But Jason was, uh, apparently agrees. Just I, step out outside sometimes into a bathing orb and then back right. into a... Uh, uh, <laughs> Give me those orbs, baby. <laughs> um, I, maybe somebody, in the womb. <laughs> I, I did not find the answer to this question, but Michael Crichton has Westworld. He has Jurassic Park. What is is was Crichton a theme park guy like or like hmm. or did he just sort of think about how horrible these? Because it seems like he has a negative feeling about theme parks because both of his properties are them going horribly wrong. I don't wrong. think he was a pleasant man. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like he also like at the end of his life he got real into global warming and I forget whether it yeah, was a hoax. It's hap- or that he it's said a it hoax. was a hoax. Yeah, yeah. He got really was Asshole. very conservative. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. He wait. He with all his conspiracy theories about genetics, he doesn't think the real thing is happening. Yeah, I guess he didn't toward the end of his life. Wow. Yeah, he was like an early like before Reddit came along. Like if Reddit probably would have like sapped all his creative energy out, like writing conspiracy theories for Reddit, but instead he just like wrote these novels of his conspiracy theories. Then he just kind of went off the rails. He's <laughs> on that Scott Adams, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, smoking whatever Scott Adams is smoking. He's like lucky he died before this like time where we just like. Entertain all thoughts. All thoughts get an equal seat at the table now. He wouldn't have yeah. made blockbuster novels. He would have just gotten a lot of Reddit gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he picked the right time to be in. Uh, uh, yeah. The also he sort of predicted like immersive with Westworld. True, he kind yes. of pr- predicted immersive theme park experiences, like we're about to get with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where you're like a character. You, the guest are playing a consistent character and the other people in the park know who you are, which apparently is how this thing is going to be. But Crichton was, uh, that's one thing he got right. He predicted mm-hmm. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but not global warming. <laughs> um, well, um, we'll, see, we'll see which one gets here first. <laughs> yeah, it's a, oh, neck, no. a race neck and neck. Uh, 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 the day that the floodwaters uh, pour over the barely the the opening in a week Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and we don't get to go on it. 
Oh no! Uh, uh, well, get that get that thing open, Disney. Uh, and, and um, Crichton in heaven is just giving a twenty to Walt Disney, just like no, <laughs> you were right. <laughs> hey, you know what else? The uh, theme park nerds. Uh, uh, I bet uh, I bet you've been storing up uh, uh, anger about this thing. You've probably talked to therapists about it or something. You remember? I'm sure you had this feeling when you were a kid when you watched Jurassic Park. And uh, uh, John Hammond very explicitly says when Disneyland opened in 1956, mm. <laughs> which all we all the most basic theme park fact that Disneyland opened in 1955. How bizarre is that that they leave that in the movie? He says six yeah. so explicitly, almost as if to mock me, young theme park nerd Scott Gardner. I also have a very distinct memory of having a bunch of action figures for this movie well before I saw the movie, and they all came with different kinds of guns. And then when I watched the movie, I was like, where are the guns? And the reality is you if you sell someone an action, a child an action figure, you got to give it a bunch of stuff to hold. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, yeah, by the end of this movie, every character should have a giant fucking gun. Like, there's a reason there's multiple arcade games where you are, it's set in Jurassic World, and you have a giant gun. Because, like, yeah, they should have been blowing those dinosaurs away by the end. And it didn't happen. One guy gets a gun, and he gets eaten before it. And then at the end, I think, like, Laura Dern is, like, holding one in a weird fa- Or, like, as they're running to a helicopter, someone else has it and, like, throws it away at the end. Or, like, it's never acknowledged, like, why aren't there guns everywhere? Is the PG-13 nature of the movie the the reason there's not a ton of uh, uh, dinosaur murders yeah, happening? Yeah, but that was mm-hmm. the early 90s. Like, Sam Jackson is smoking in every other <laughs> oh, shot yeah, of true. Yeah, movie, Again, so. different time. I like that if we were to interview you, both of you guys after the movie and you were young kids, the, 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 your grievance, Scott, would be... <laughs> They got the Disneyland year off by one, mm-hmm. and Jason's like, where were all the guns? <laughs> like, but if I'd had a little eight-year-old girlfriend, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wanted more guns. Uh, <laughs> I'm as tough as Jason. <laughs> right. well, eventually, I got older, and like, oh, guns are not purely the world of, uh, exclusive to the world of Hollywood entertainment. They are a nightmare plague that haunts America. <laughs> sure. As Spielberg, had Spielberg then learned his gun lesson? Because he famously, uh, for a special edition of E.T., took the guns out and replaced them with walkie-talkies. So maybe at this point he had learned. Uh, well, know? Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. there's a very uh, important shot in War of the Worlds where Tom Cruise loads up a revolver uh, when they're evacuating. All right, so that was And then, then he pulls it on uh, civilians. I think, although I think after like a freaked out cop pulls it, I don't know. It's a weird scene. That War of the Worlds movie is fucking weird. It's a now, weird I, movie. I'm just imagining the Velociraptor scene with the guy like, slowly pulling out his walkie-talkie to talk to him instead of, like, the gun, and then the raptor pops out of the side. The clever girl scene. Right. Yeah. If, you, if you replace <laughs> sure. it on the Blu-ray with a walkie-talkie. <laughs> I'm going to go in there, scene. find the raptor, tell someone on my walkie-talkie. <laughs> <laughs> clever girl. Into, and just says it into the walkie-talkie. Yeah. And then that's it. Uh, I would like to also praise this robot, this dinosaur, ro- this T-Rex robot. It's yeah. awesome. Yes. It is still yeah. awesome. It's 20 years old, but whenever I went on this last, probably a year ago or something, it's crazy. Like, it's top—we're talking about top animatronics. Like, this this yeah. thing scares the shit. If I'm in the front row, I am scared. Like, I'm almost as scared as that ball at Indiana Jones. Like, it's just—it's inv- as invasive so close as that. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, 10,000 pounds is the fact I heard oh, in a— uh, in a making of special, you also put on the making of specials. There's a, there's a couple of good ones you can find on YouTube, and you get to the fun of uh, watching the T Rex get airlifted into the building, like uh, like dangling wow. off of a helicopter, and them installing it fully skinned. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finished. Oh, wow. Yeah, isn't that weird that then it's just like open air, just drops down into the building? Because yeah. uh, uh, I imagine that thing's probably like it, it's up in the rafters, so they had to lay. It's like part of the structure, like that uh, robot that doesn't work in Expedition Everest, the Yeti. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The the T Rex. Well, it, it's it's also just that and the uh, Indiana Jones ride. I love this idea of like compounding the biggest fear with the, the biggest fear is really great because like even if you weren't scared of the rock or the uh t-rex the drop would be scary and if you're not you're not scared of drops but you're scared of the t like it's like it covers all your fear bases it's so exciting lo- i love the finish this ride yeah it is sort of stealing that climax indiana jones in a little way and in, in it's well it's a it's a combination of splash mountain and indiana jones it's yeah. a very very impressive scary thing coming at you coupled with that drop moment. And then the drop makes you feel like physically the fear you feel yes. from uh, uh, like makes you feel like you're dying. Um, <laughs> isn't that what it's meant to represent? Yeah. Uh, uh, some guests in 1996 had a particularly scary drop experience when uh, right at that moment before the drop and when the T-Rex comes down they were doused in hydraulic fluid. Like oh, imagine wow. that, that happened really <laughs> soon after the opening of the ride. Uh, uh, and yeah, uh, um, I don't think anybody like, I'm not sure if anyone was permanently hurt, but a lot of people went to the hospital and it was a big mess for like within the first couple months of the, of the ride being open. Um, I remember hearing the a wrong version of that story though, where the, uh, the spitter, the Dilophosaurus like uh, 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 spit hydraulic fluid at the guests, and they, which is not what happened. <laughs> well, but that would have been pretty ridiculous. crazy if the, what happened to Nedry happened in real life. Yeah. To like, uh, but still, imagine doing that drop, and you're like you're blind, and you Ew. might think that was like part of it. Like, like is this how it's supposed <laughs> to be? I'm covered in in tar. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they worked out those kinks. That doesn't happen anymore. And all those people will just blame their ex girlfriends for years for making them go on that ride, and they're blind. <laughs> And they think about that every time. <laughs> I'm um, tough. I can drink hydraulic fluid. Here <laughs> <laughs> on the on the lighter end of uh, odd rumors, uh, uh, the this uh, you, there's a thing you can watch on YouTube. The the uh, there was a, a live e special uh, from 1996 uh, of the opening of this ride. Did you guys run across this thing? Uh, uh, oh yeah, I, I saw a little bit of it. E Entertainment News covered this thing, uh, the the opening of the ride live. You get to watch uh, uh, Spielberg and uh, Jeff uh, Goldblum light the torch uh, to like start the fire on the Jurassic Park <laughs> gate, uh, and all the biggest stars come out uh, for the opening. Why uh, David Hasselhoff and Noah Wiley and Marg Helgenberger, uh, Sam Elliott is there, wow. uh, wearing a a big black and white shirt with the, a picture of the Beatles on it uh, uh, and it's tucked into his jeans. Uh, amazing oh, fashion. you gotta have you can, the <laughs> screen print tuck, the screen print T-tuck. <laughs> Sam Elliott pioneered it in 1996. Uh, uh, but the, the it's a really fun special to watch and covered in like that bad, like uh, that sort of uh, uh, that that bad pseudo techno that E would use a lot of the time. That very just like dun 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 dun, dun, dun uh, uh, very like RuPaul cover girl esque uh, <laughs> music. The E aesthetics were uh, uh, incredible in the nineties. But the the special is hosted by downtown Julie Brown and a guy who I didn't recognize named Jerry Panicoli. And uh, uh, he's just kind of this, like, uh, uh, you just sort of this this kind of meathead guy in a bowling shirt, and he's, like, fun and affable. And But I was like, there's something odd about this fella. And I Googled him, and unfortunately, one of the first things you find when you Google this guy is that he was one of the first prominent people to uh, uh, be referenced in relation to uh, gerbiling. 
Um, what? Jesus Christ. Uh, Richard, before Richard Gere was saddled with this odd rumor, uh, this man who went on to, it didn't destroy his career, but he went on to host the Jurassic Park The Ride opening special. I guess but, we should, um, for those listeners who don't know what <laughs> gerbling is, we may as well explain. Matt, <laughs> would you like to... <laughs> we're all, we're Let's all, let our guests do it. Let's be polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all men of a certain age who have grew up with this rumor. Sure, of course. <laughs> this sounds like a callback to when we talked about Byron Allen's <laughs> on uh, the Ryan Press episode. No, oh, Matt, you got us. You were going to tell us what uh, gerbling was. Yeah, yeah, gerbling. Well, you know, uh, I got a gerbil at home. I always buy them these different toys, right? You know, I got toys, <laughs> I'm going to buy them. You know, they love the, they love the wheel. They love the uh, the little the grass, and you know what they love the most? They love tubes. And that had me thinking. You know, I was like, Man, so like a, I, I ran out of tube to no tube for me. Oh, I'm not going to finish. Yeah. Well, so, you transported us to the Byron Allen show. I could see a fish tank behind you. <laughs> um, that was good. Um, anyway, so uh, Jerry Panicoli, uh I don't know if that's an untrue rumor. I hope it didn't. Uh, Hope he wasn't uh, terribly uh, uh, thrown astray from his journalism goals by uh, uh, what a bizarre thing, right? Well, for the gerbil's sake, I hope those rumors are unfounded. That's <laughs> that's yeah. a tough life. Please, hopefully, uh, yeah, the, it, that gerbil is with us today. We will eventually do a thing one on a whole episode on these opening ceremonies because they are just the clunkiest, weirdest things, full of celebrities and stiff jokes that don't land, confusing realities, mm-hmm. uh, uh, pyro that doesn't really pop in the light of yeah. the day. Yeah. The Guardians one, where it's like Vinicio Del Toro clearly hit, uh, had some shots of that tequila he sure. plugs <laughs> before taking yep. the stage. Uh, uh, what else in Jurassic Park world? There's We haven't talked about Florida, where which is this expanded uh, Jurassic Park land, but those other rides are sort of not anything to write home about. There's Yeah, there's that one where it's, I've never been on it because I'm kind of scared of my legs dangling on a ride. I think I mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. It's that like pterodactyl, what do you call it, a coaster even? But I, it's very slow moving. I think it's the Pterodon Flyers. Okay, that works. Pterodon <laughs> Flyers, that sounds like good. I always wanted to <laughs> go on like that. sounds like a local hockey team. Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I always wanted to go on that when I was younger, but it doesn't have a big capacity. So we would, when the park first opened, it had like an hour, two-hour wait to do this kitty like dangling ride. And then as the years went on and got less popular, they were just like, you can only – this is one of the few rides where they go like, you can only ride this if you're a kid. Because <laughs> oh, I think really? it's got some height restrictions. Oh, uh, interesting. I think you can't be too tall. For it. See, I'm done with dangle rides after I had a Tatsu incident at Six Flags. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, well, do you guys know of, of Tatsu? It, I've ridden Tatsu. It's, it's yeah. a fun coaster, but it's basically you get strapped in, and then the whole uh, gimmick goes up, so you're flying like Superman. Your, your belly's towards the ground. And then you just like, and then you fly around, and it's and it's really fun. But and I we always loved it. And then one time I went up, and I go, and everybody's like, "All right, snap in!" So I snap it down, and it just like bangs off the the the, the clip doesn't clip. It just oh. bounces, bounces, and I, and they're like, "All right, here we go." The guy no. gave the and I go, "Hey, hey!" I stopped everybody, and he goes like, "Oh, okay." He walks over, he hits the top twice, and then it snaps in, and he goes, "All right, let's go." And I was like, "That didn't Fuck. like make me feel good." <laughs> And this is like the number one ride. If you imagine, like, oh, no. oh, if it broke apart, you would like. There's one like face down. You're going face down. You're going face down, and there's like there's like a loop where you get like where you're uh. you're like get slung to the outside, so you could literally fly 
400 feet from the thing. Just fall into a Santa Clarita housing development straight <laughs> through a chimney. Right into a forest fire. Uh, oh, no. And, yeah, so so I, I can't do tattoo anymore now because like I was, like, clinging, like, death grip on the thing, like, imagining it was going to open. But did you feel like it could have if you hadn't been doing that? I mean, I would be doing the same thing. I mean, he gave the the, the here we go without me even on That's, the uh, thing. Like, like, uh, well, worse that would have happened, I would have, like, the coach would have done that, I would have just fell on my face in the station, which would have been, <laughs> that would have been pretty funny for But then your else. legs are locked in, too, so you could have gotten dragged <laughs> by the legs. I feel like that is why, because of, like, shoulder harness failure like that, a lot of them have a simple, like, seatbelt sort of thing, where, like, if the, if the latch goes up at least the seat belt like catches it yeah there was like no in. catch it, oh my yeah. god yeah but it is a fun ride it's a it's very a neat, fun ride. it's a very unique experience i've never been on another coaster like or ride like that where yeah. you do you are feeling that sensation yeah the one the one moment in that where you go what would be like an upside down loop to loop but you're but you're facing forward so like when you get to the bottom of it you're like flying on your like your the g forces are going down in your back. It's really it's it's a fun coaster, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. I can't do it anymore. I'll I'll still do X two. Right. Uh, I'm really glad you didn't get flung out of the ride, and you're uh, here to here to tell the tale. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work with a guy who uh, worked at like when he was a teenager worked at Magic Mountain, and like very very casually told us a story to me that was insane, which was like. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we were like 15, 16, and some of us used to operate Colossus, which is like a giant wooden coaster. I believe now it's a giant wooden uh, steel uh, combo coaster. And he's like, yeah, we'd show off for the girls. Like, yeah, we'd see what we could get away with. So we'd ride Colossus without the lap bars down and see who could hold on. And I'd be like, that's fucking crazy. Like, it's like, you... You are out of your mind. That's one of those moments where he's like, yeah, we used to do this. Like, uh, uh, that feels like, you know, in, in old movies where they're like, and now we're we're going to go up and race at Suicide Curve. <laughs> and I'm just like, our, That's our you- theme park version of Suicide Cove is not putting your belt on. There's videos of, like, Tower of Terror with people not with the belt on. Oh, fuck. Ugh. And they're just kind of like, sh- like, they're going off the seat. Like, there's well, a little air. They're hitting air on the— They're not hitting the ceiling? It's not no, like- no, it's not—it wouldn't be that bad if, they, if you yeah. didn't have your— Oh, well, wow. that's the original but, commercials for Tower of Terror are people standing in an elevator, and they're standing, and it drops. And I was like, oh, God, I guess you could die if you go on this ride. Like, <laughs> we talked about this before. Like, we were so committed. To, we, we, lo- we loved these so much as kids. We bought the realities where it's like, okay, there is a chance we could die, but it's really fun. <laughs> I wasn't scared. I'd do any of this. All I'd do right. any of them. Easy, Scott. <laughs> Easy, cool uh, guy, Scott. <laughs> I never buckle up. Uh, one of the- Save it for your platoon of ex-girlfriends. <laughs> one of the other things they've been doing around the ride at Universal Hollywood, at least probably in Florida too, is that they have this crazy raptor. Now, have you seen yeah. this? They have like a little raptor encounter. I have actually, and it's kind. Of, I think there's a, there's a person in the suit, but it's crazy looking. Like it, it really. If you like squinted, you'd be like, "There's a fucking raptor," and like everyone takes photos with him. Then they have a handler, much like uh, Chris Pratt. I'm trying to think of his character's oh, name yeah. though. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. Someone help me out it's here. Always uh, na- he's one of those like <laughs> Sergeant Owen. Arms. It's Owen. His name is Owen. I know his first name, but Owen I don't know his name. Deck 
Declan or some Owen some. Uh, Owen Sully <laughs> Jack Jack Coolman, <laughs> uh, but there's a trainer who does the like the hand and whatever and and like trains the ref. But it's very good. It's very effective. If I was a little kid, it would have scared the shit out of me. And We're in the golden age of dinosaur puppets right now. It's it's yes. amazing what they do. And like that, I would love some version of that in the Hollywood. Uh, uh, whatever the park or a part of the ride or I don't know that'd be well, really the cool. Raptor is in Hollywood I, this one is in Hollywood they yeah. have it in Hollywood yeah now. yeah yeah oh I haven't been in a little bit so yeah <laughs> you should go down there right by Optimus Prime and Megatron there's a Raptor over on the lower lot those are great suits too those are very yeah. good suits Universal killing the suit game the suit I want to see some minions walking around I'm minion sized oh minion sized <laughs> no yeah, yeah I want them correct I want yeah, them yeah. like actually two feet tall uh, like you it. want them grown in a lab you want freaks of nature wandering the park. Yeah, I want them to be alive. I don't want them to be a puppet or a robot or a, a trick. What? I want little minions running around my legs. How about two, like you get a bunch of dogs on their hind legs and you put the suits on them that way? <laughs> I can't, that's their only tall. choice to walk. Yeah. They have to find their own equilibrium on their hind <laughs> right. legs. I can't believe you would not be impressed if there was minion-sized robots in the park. You just said you'd be scoff at robots? Oh, like, I'd be uh, impressed, but, I'd, but wouldn't it be better to know that they're alive and have to be fed and fed then, bananas by the pound, um, <laughs> and that they could like they could get sick, they could experience emotions, they can mm-hmm. love. I want Universal to breed minions. Uh, we're talking about Jurassic Park and genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, let let's make it happen. Uh, yeah. Play God, Universal. It's time. The theme park game's getting competitive, and uh, uh, the only way for you to win is for you to breed real minions. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we're all speechless after that. Yeah. You know, we don't have a, we all agree with it. We all had our hands on our hearts while Scott was making it. I so. stood up on the chair and uh, <laughs> with my, my fist facing God as I uh, made this, uh, I felt like Dr. Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll make a minion, I say. Be inspired by John Hammond's example, Universal. <laughs> and just remember, though, that life will find a way and the mil- minions will either kill us or start, you know, uh, having more minions. <laughs> or we'll have to <laughs> Just qu- like this movie. quarantine Universal Studios Hollywood because it has been overrun by minions mm-hmm. and hope that nobody goes inside and finds the, the kingdom of the minions. Just some concession workers go back and like, where are all the goddamn bananas? I don't know. And then they get attacked by <laughs> <Yeah>. minions. <laughs> I, there could be a crossover movie. Yeah, a, a, a yeah. terrifying minion attack film in mm. real life. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'd watch that. This is a universe, uh, uh, this is a multiverse that I can get behind. (laughs) They'd probably just tack it onto the dark universe at this point. They're, they'll still do the Dark Universe, but it's Phantom of the Opera, uh, the Mummy, and Minions, <laughs> who are now scary. They aren't scary and despicable me, Mm-mm. but in these, they're like, yeah, they're crazy, rabid creatures. Yes. Why Guys, not? If we wait 10 years, we could live long enough to see Disney Universal, which will eventually become a super conglomerate, mer- merge, oh and then see... Porgs versus Minions. No matter oh, who wins, wow. we lose. <laughs> wow. Aliens versus Predator rules, you know? Oh, they they like f- fight each other and like bite at each other with rabid fangs and then maybe do they all like sort of get up uh, on top of each other and form mega creatures, like form uh, Ultron of... <laughs> Absolutely. And there's some forgettable human characters called like Riley and Ace and they're like... 
X S A S, whatever you're, whatever you're just tossed on X S A S X C I A to just give a character a shotgun, <laughs> like whatever you have to do. I was going to say, give him guns, blast some porgs blast away, blast them away, Not like I wanted Star when Wars I was a kid. Space guns, but like big, heavy artillery yeah. machine guns, and they're just like porgs. Minions, they're all dead meat to me. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody taking a big bite out of a a minion rib. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Eating off a a porg beak. Um, Is that what they have? Yeah, they have beaks. Okay. Yeah. And then just grew crying. I'm sure they're (laughs) grew single. Grew is old. Grew looks like Howard Hughes. He's got long hair and nails. He's on Octu with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Grew and Luke just crying on Octu. To <laughs> for what they have wrought on this world. Yeah. Well, we probably should just leave all this out because these are very good ideas that we don't want other people to <laughs> yeah, take. Let's yeah, copy, let's send let's them to it. ourselves. Yeah, put it in a self-address sealed out. Put this podcast in the mail with uh-huh. our names on it. Uh, uh, we should probably start wrapping it yeah. up here. Uh, yeah. let, let's, let's talk changes. Let's talk keep it as is. Plus it up uh, or burn it to the ground for insurance money. Uh, any, any thoughts, anybody? Um. I'm, I'm just going to start to say this one, I want to keep it as is. Hey. Keep everything working like it is. I like that there's Velociraptors in the park, and I, that's maybe the only plus one. But here's my worry is that with Jurassic World, they're going to add like a, a Jack Sparrow-like Chris Pratt character mm. animatronic in the thing. I don't want any of that because mm. what, what this is doing right now, it makes me feel like I'm living in Jurassic Park. I get to actually, me as the guy goes to Hollywood and goes to the park and gets to experience it, watch it go wrong. Right now, it's it, in my mind, it's like the perfect version of uh, Ride the Movie. So mm-hmm. I, I say leave it as is. Okay. Amen. Um, I I think I have just one change. I think it can stay as is all the way up until the end. But then right before the drop occurs, uh, lovable uh, Jurassic Park side character Mr. DNA appears <laughs> in sort of, sort of a hologram visage and says, Did you know that Steven Spielberg, director of Jurassic Park, <laughs> requested to get off at this very point? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's no cowardice to be found in that. Spielberg is no coward. He bravely portrayed the realities of the Holocaust in his film Schindler's List. You'd never call him a coward. I say if you get off here, there's nothing wrong with that, Scott. And then a, a little red carpet <laughs> Says Scott every time. um, Or do you give him a thing like the ET ride that says your name? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Uh, nothing uh, wrong with that. Scort, murd, live. And if your girlfriend doesn't think you're tough, why you should find someone that likes you for you and not for your death defying ride. Somebody who likes you for your intellect, not your brawn or lack thereof. You're fine the way you are. Now get off this ride. Leave these people to go down their death trap. In fact, hydraulic fluid spilled at this very point in 1996. You have made the attraction three times as long with this There's going to be a big backup, but I think the audience is really going to appreciate oh, yeah? this, the attention this, to detail? this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a lot of kids feel better about themselves, especially ones named Scott. So let's add just that. Everything else could stay mm-hmm. as is. I'll see Mr. DNA in there in the future. Uh, I'll say, uh, yeah, keep it as is. Keep those dinosaurs running. You know, they try to minimize the number of tarps. Keep that Jeep falling down running. And uh, I say more tarps. What do you okay, mean? He's got those Love more the tarps. tarps. All right. Uh, <laughs> agree to disagree. Um, uh, and here, a note specifically for the Hollywood location. Put some more foliage on that parking garage. Yeah. There's long stretches of that Hollywood one where you can mm. see... 
I guess it's the an, an employee parking garage. The Frankenstein, be fra- Frankenstein, Frankenstein, yeah. Frankenstein parking yeah. garage. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just get some more plants in, get some more stuff in there. Uh, uh, you know, urban design is uh, gravitating towards more built-in uh, greenery and foliage anyway. So, yeah, go wild with it, too. Add some add some more uh, universal is green or whatever that <laughs> corporate initiative <laughs> that I get a lot of mailings about because I, I live close to it. Uh, You're uh, a universal good. I am a universal good neighbor. Get a free parking pass. <laughs> so I see. So California constantly fighting drought. You want us to spend the money on or all this water on the succulents <laughs> and other cacti. I think cacti That's are true. water efficient. Rock gardens. Uh-huh. Put, yeah, yeah, put, put a bunch of stones along that. Put parking some garage. rock gardens, and children can throw the pebbles at riders. <laughs> uh, anyway, keep it keep it the same, but with some minor. Keep up that upkeep, folks. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's mine. I, I want to mm-hmm. plus up half of it. The first part I. Think is great. I think you get the splendor of Jurassic Park. You get to see the dinosaurs, and you get that feeling that you see in the that you feel in the first movie um, when they first go onto that giant field. The second half, I think, is missing a human element. I understand they're teasing the fact that tourists have been eaten, and you don't want to see maybe a dead child hanging out in a. Bu- I get that, but. I want workers. I want worker robots. Like, if this were real disaster, there would be people, like, rushing in and be like, hey, try to get out of here or don't do this. So I feel like when you're going up that hill, let's get some robots and let's get them eaten by dinosaurs in front of us. Mm. I want to see a man get pulled up into the rafters. He'd be like, hey, uh, everything's going to be all right, kids. Don't worry about this. Ah! Like a robot dinosaur takes him up into the rafters. I Like, that stuff... I think that's the only thing missing from the ride. This is a very, by the way, this is totally sincere like, um, on my part. I want yeah, yeah, to see, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to see. Well, if they added that, that'd be that'd be huge. I think it would be a great little addition and make the uh, and make the thing even scarier because you're missing any other human beings. I understand they're trying to like they can't do something grisly, but like you know what I'm going to tell you. There was a uh, uh, that was in the plans apparently. There, uh, there. I, I was looking it up, and there was going to be a part where a real a human actor came out and we would have had to really? do this all day and then like a like a, a a raptor puppet or something probably something like that's in there now today was going to like yank him oh, backwards wow. and they were going to try to play it really real almost as if this is a universal studios employee saying something is wrong we got to get you out of here oh like what the trick they idea. do at the mummy in florida they try where yes, it's a fake I, loading i think area. that was the 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 precedent for what they ended up doing there so there they also, had this thought uh, and they just didn't uh, didn't commit to it makes sense Long time rumors that there would be like a Jeep, uh, a, a Jeep attraction next to this in Florida. That they had the room they were going to oh. build a Jeep attraction, which Matt mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier yeah. is like, yeah, that seems like something they would do. And then I think they eventually used the space for uh, Kong, Raid of oh. Kong, Skull Island, whatever it's called. One quick thing we're talking about in terms of kicking up the second half. There is the one thing that the the one weak part of the ride is the raft that opens down and the little raptor that just like yes. slides out. Mm-hmm. It's very comical. I heard somebody told me today when I was talking about coming on here that that during Halloween Horror Nights it's a very fun ride because it's not meant for night riding, so it's very dark. Yeah, they turn off a lot of the interior lights. And also when the raptors come out, they play Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> which is, uh, so I I I despise the idea of Halloween Horror Nights, but now I want to go mm-hmm. just for that. Yeah, experience. yeah. Mm. I think that yeah, a lot because uh, when they would play the Red Hot Chili Peppers on Space Mountain, I think once in a while playing a dumb, inappropriate song on a ride is fun and a bizarre experience. Yeah. <laughs> so I am all for that. 
yeah, clashy, but but interesting, but yeah. fun. Uh, all right, so we're, I mean, we're mainly, there's little fun pluses, but mm-hmm. otherwise, this is a fantastic ride, and uh, Matt, you are a fantastic guest. Thank oh, you for being, so much. you've survived podcast the ride. Oh, I'm uh, all wet, my phone is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. Uh, Matt, anything you'd like to plug or alert the audience to, where they can they find you and your uh, future uh, works and endeavors? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all my stuff, but uh, I'll, I'll use this time to say, like, uh, if you think people in your government are jerks, just call your reps. They have phone numbers. You can call them. Just call them and be. You could be jerks to them. You can ask them questions. That's your uh, right as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Theme park fans traditionally are pretty right wing, though. So I uh, think you're not going to find <laughs> I, a plasma. I, 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 don't don't care. Care. I wouldn't go that far. I don't, <laughs> I don't about, care what your far. politics are. It does not matter to me as long as you're calling and telling people like they need to know that that they're being watched. That's yeah, all. that's that that tax plan's going to screw everyone. Here's what I'll say: Bring back the guillotine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have calculated how much money we all get if we uh, if if uh, the top thousand rich people died in this country we all get about eighty thousand dollars so it's not bad hey wow. how about that so yeah. if uh, if john hammond had been killed by a pack of uh, <laughs> yeah. uh the little pygmies uh, uh yeah that would have freed up a lot of dough yeah for all john of us. hammond would have been one of the ones up against the wall <laughs> up against the wall when the revolution comes down with can hammond. you believe trump appointed an engine representative <laughs> to uh the, to the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the dinosaur containment bureau um, trump ike marvel ceo ike perlmutter and john hammond in CEO on the board. Uh, Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Follow us at Podcast The Ride on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We've been posting there a little bit at Podcast The Ride. Um, Uh, Podcast The Ride at gmail.com with your questions and comments. We'd love to do a mailbag episode coming up because... That's less work for us. <laughs> it sure is. Hell we'll yeah. take uh, 20 uh, minutes per question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, hey, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.